Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of From Hurt to Heal. So today I want to talk about something that is kind of is kind of getting a little popular and it's not frowned upon as much anymore. And I don't know if it's because of the times or social media, but we've kind of gotten okay with cheating. Like it's it's nothing nowadays and um you know, growing up we used to have these debates about who cheats more or if everybody cheats. And me and my friends used to say, well, not everybody cheats. And I still stand by that. Not everybody cheats, but it depends on how you define cheating in your relationship. So pretty much I've come up with the idea that cheating is any selfish act of indiscretion that will hurt your spouse once they find out. So that's like texting somebody that just texting someone of the opposite sex that your spouse doesn't know anything about. Um, And that could be something inappropriate and even taking it down to meeting up with them, leading to some type of sexual conversations and, you know, coming home before you come home at night, you delete the messages. So cheating is something that you hide pretty much. If you can't tell your spouse what you're talking about with this person verbatim, then it's considered cheating. You're hiding it. You're not being upfront. You're not disclosing it. You, you're being misleading. So why do people cheat? This is a a big debate. Like I said, I've been having for years. Um, I just believe that people cheat because It could be because that's something that they've been used to seeing in their upbringing. Yeah, you got that one main, main person, but then it's been made to look like it's okay for you to have this person outside of your relationship for this reason or this person for another reason. And and that could also be attributed to the fact that someone who cheats is just simply never satisfied or they're really not ready to settle down. It's like they want you, don't want anyone else to have you, but they're not ready for you at the same time, which is selfish. And another main reason, because they're just a messed up person, period. They just don't have any morals. They don't have any, any regard for someone else's feelings. I look at it as, you know, why... Get into a relationship if you're not ready to be in a relationship. Why disturb that person who's going on about their business? You know, chilling, doing whatever. And you come into their life and you present yourself as, I, I want to be with you. I want to be, you know, committed to you when you're really not ready. So, it's like, why go and be sneaky when you can just be single and do you? But because you want me, because you know that person is a good catch and you don't want anybody else to have them. That's really, really selfish. And it's like most people know that they have somebody good and they aren't willing to give it their all and trust that person. So it's like you, you kind of like some people, they'll have that, the little black book. So they keep going back because they know, well, all right, if this person don't work out, even though I know this is the person that I need in my life, this person don't work out. I know I could always go back to this person and it'll be like nothing ever happened. So I really won't get hurt, but I'll hurt that person that I 
chased after and pursued. But that's okay because at least I didn't get hurt. Another example of being selfish. And the thing that bothers me about cheating is it's too many excuses for why it's acceptable. Going into a relationship, you off the break just start talking about, okay, why are you single? Why are you single? This is why I'm single. I was cheated on before. I'm not trying to be cheated on again. X, Y, Z. You go through all that. So if a person tells you that they've been hurt that way and you yourself have been hurt that way, why would you want to hurt the one that you claim to care about like that? And you know the feeling, so why would you want someone else to feel that way that you claim to care about? I mean, I'm sure everybody can probably say that they've been cheated on. I've been cheated on. And I wouldn't dare hurt anyone that I love like that because I know how it feels. So I couldn't even live with being that type of person, especially because... At one time, I was being cheated on multiple times. So just imagine to keep finding out that you've been cheated on this month, and then next month is somebody else, the next month is somebody else. You could turn into that person, but why would you turn into that person and destroy somebody else in the same way that somebody destroyed you? It's just like, it's too much like right to get into a relationship and want to feel the love the right way and want to give the relationship a try instead of going into it with your guards up and having that little person on the back burner. You're not being fair at all. And then you're making all of these excuses for why what you're doing is acceptable. It's not acceptable no matter how you try to dress it up. It's wrong. And you're just as bad as the person that hurt you. So you can't sit and have a conversation with anyone about, oh, this person did this to me back in the day. You're that same person. So as much as you hated that person for doing that to you, you've turned into that exact person. Now, the deeper part of this is when you get caught. You get caught. With your pants down in a sense. And people want to still lie their way out of it. You could find something. You could walk in on your spouse. In the act. Remember that song, It Wasn't Me? You won't deny it all the way down. It wasn't me. That's not fair. That's, that's not even, that's not even sensible. If you get caught, my theory is, if you tell me the first time, the absolute truth, yeah, we still going to be in, in, in a bad place that we're going to have to work on, but at least I know that I don't have to keep asking you or I don't have to keep digging to find out because We've had the conversation. We sat down. We talked about it. We can work through it. But if you sit down with me and you lie in my face, then there's an issue. So it's like for for the, the person who's cheating, it really makes no sense to just run around claiming that 
Oh, they tripping. No. You the one lying about dumb stuff. Then you have the nerve to start calling names and saying that that your, your partner is insecure. Here's where you can reflect on some of those insecurities that you've created because you've been lying. You haven't been choosing your spouse when they weren't around. That's a big issue because even if I'm not with my spouse, I expect my spouse to still remember that they are with me. So once people start remembering that, oh yeah, you know, I got, I got a, I got a man or I got a girl. I'm not going to disrespect her like that. I'm not going to put myself in a position where I could possibly cheat on it. Because we live in the DMV. It's not that big. One day you're going to run into someone who knows someone who knows that someone. And it's going to come out. Even still, whatever you do in the dark will come to light. However it is. Whether your girl followed you, whether your man checked your phone, however, it's going to come out. And you can't be mad about the discovery method because you created the situation. So your best bet is to just fess up. If that's a relationship that you feel can be recovered and you you can fix and move forward, then do that. Do the work to get to a better place if that's someone that... You really want to be with. All you have to do is say, I made a mistake. And that's another uh, another problem with most relationships is we, we get so stuck on posting pictures on social media that we put ourselves out there, but we don't put God in there. So you have to incorporate whomever you're serving. You have to incorporate that higher power to make sure that you keep your spouse covered when they're not with you. Make sure that you keep that religion inside of your relationship so that, yeah, when we're not together, I know that, hey, I'm turning girls down. I'm not even looking at this dude because I got somebody who I really, who I'm really feeling. I love him. I'm in love with him. Whatever this, whatever place you are in your relationship, but just know that when I'm not with that person, they're still with me in a sense. It's, it's really hard after you found out that you've been cheated on because the person who did the cheating is now upset because they got caught. And that's where they start throwing the blame and or they act like they didn't do anything wrong. Well, then we have the ones who are really apologetic and who are willing to make it up to their spouse. But how do you recover from that? I don't think a cheater is somebody who's a bad person. I think a cheater is just someone who's made a bad decision. So these relationships, they can recover If you take the proper steps and prove that you're sorry, you're not going to do it again. And if there's a reason why you cheated, you need to express that to your partner. Baby, I cheated because, you know, you just don't, you don't show me no affection. You you always on your phone. You, 
you know, I, I, I checked your phone and I thought you were cheating too, or whatever the case may be. Talk that through with your partner and see where, where you can come to some type of middle ground and work on the problems if y'all want to be together. And the, the, the big issue with the person who's been cheated on, like I said, is a situation where they've probably been hurt before and they've probably been cheated on before and they've explained that to their spouse and they only have to feel that pain again. That is something that is going to take time. Now, the person who has been cheated on, it's not fair to keep reminding that person that they've cheated on you. After you've had that conversation. But sometimes the cheater has has made up in their mind that they didn't really do anything wrong because they made an excuse for why they've done it. And they're standing by that excuse so much to the point where it feels like they're mocking. That's where you have the problem, because if the person is not going to be willing to work on it and accept it and really get to the bottom of it to make you feel better about this relationship and move forward, then that's another issue that you're going to have to work through. Is it worth continuing the relationship if this cheater is not really fessing up to their wrong? So that the forgiveness is, is not going to be forthcoming initially because it's like, you don't, you don't feel like you did anything wrong. You don't feel like you're sorry. So it's like, why am I going to forgive you if you feel like you didn't do anything to get, to get forgiveness? But if both people are going to be willing to work on it, then I think that relationship can be saved. So I thank y'all for listening to this episode. I hope you tune in for the next one. And um, I want to I want to elaborate on this. I think I'm going to bring in a special guest for the next time. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to my new episode of From Hurt to Heal. So today I want to talk about relationships and how to maintain relationships after you've been in a bad relationship. Of course, dating is not going to be easy. It's definitely difficult when you've been hurt so bad in a previous relationship. It takes time to trust someone again. It takes time to learn how to love someone again. And I think in the introductory period, you know, you share things with people that you're dating and I think that's done so that they can learn how to love you and and with that being said it's like if they if there's an issue that you had in your previous relationship that can be taken into consideration when you know you're you're dating someone new so if your ex did something that bothered you and you share that with your new partner, then they'll try not to do that because you've expressed that it bothers you. And a lot of times people get um, 
kind of antsy and anxiety builds up because they feel like I don't want to hurt this person and I don't think I can live up to that expectation and I'm walking on eggshells not to do this to that person. But it's work. And everybody has been hurt in a relationship, so it's going to go both ways. That other person that's dating you is going to have to learn how to love you as well. There are going to be some times where they have to watch what they do and say so it goes both ways if you want to be in a relationship with someone you are going to have to learn how to compromise you're going to have to learn that there are just some things that worked in your other relationship that's not going to work in this relationship and that's that's people period that's even with friendships oh i know i can talk to one person about something but i can't talk to one of my other friends about it because they may not, you know, have the best advice, but the other person has better advice. So in a relationship, it, it works the same way. And I, I just really feel like if it's something that you want to do again, and it's, and it's that you want to be loved again, you're going to have to learn how to compromise. And I think people get so scared that they want to just run away from the hard work. But I, I really feel like you can't just give up on someone because the situation is not ideal for you. A lot of relationships aren't great because they have no problems. They're great because both people love each other and care enough about each other that they find a way to make it work. So one of the big issues is communication. If I'm expressing to you that something is bothering me or they're expressing to you that something's bothering them, both people have to listen to that. You have to take that into consideration because you don't get to tell that person that they can't feel that. Like, no, that that's not possible. No, you can't say that about me. Because if it weren't true, it wouldn't come up. And the other thing with communication is not just listening, but you have to hear what that person is saying. Not just listen. You hear and then you act. So if, for example, if I go to someone I'm dating and I say, you know, I don't like when you do this because it makes me feel this way. And they just automatically get defensive because you can't possibly say that about me or you can't possibly say that I make you feel this way. Well, if you, if it weren't true, I wouldn't bring it to your attention. You can't get defensive and shut down. You have to take what they're saying into consideration, especially if it's someone that you see yourself with. If you've been in a relationship with this person for a while, then it that that issue is coming from somewhere and people a lot of times if their relationship is having problems the first thing that they do is run away from it i'm gonna go find somebody else that that i don't have that problem with that's that's not that's not gonna work because it may seem easier with this other person but at the end of the day it's going to catch up to you. 
It's going, it's going to find you and you're going to end up not having that same issue, but you're going to have another issue. So if it's someone that is making you happy and they're just expressing that they're having a concern, listen, hear, and act. That's the best way to keep a relationship going. Both people have to be willing to compromise. You have to be willing to consider the other person's feelings because they've probably been hurt just as bad as you have. And if they're taking the necessary steps to learn to love you, then you should do that in return and not just take the easy way out by trying to go find someone else or, you know, do things that are that are not going to work for the relationship period then what is it all for because in turn you're going to end up hurting yourself and hurting that person and if that person's been hurt you've been hurt why would you want to do that to someone so it's best to just work on those things and and communicate. Communication is big in a relationship. And people will talk. But there's no action behind it. And I think the other the other issue is. We don't like to accept fault in ourselves. That's human. You don't want someone to say. Oh well you do this. Because the, the first mechanism is to get defensive that's that's just how most people deal with things you get defensive and then we do this thing where we start to blame everyone else well i did this because you did this and you do and then sometimes the blame is not even merited it has nothing to do with the situation it's just coming from a place of hurt from that that person they don't mean to say what they say to you. It's not about you. It's about something in them. So a lot of times we need to we need to do some self-reflection and figure out, okay, well, could this person really really have a point? Am I doing this? It, it could I be you know, causing this person some type of pain or do I need to work on this? It's nothing wrong with working on yourself. If you have someone who is loving you better and treating you better than the last person that hurt you, it's worth a try. Not everything is going to work. Not every relationship is going to work. Not dating everyone is not, you know, you could be dating two or three people at the same time Two of those people are just going to be gone tomorrow. That's fine. But if you have that one person who is willing and ready and able to love you the way that you want to be loved and that you need to be loved and you deserve to be loved, I think it is it's very necessary for us to give love a chance again. Because... I'm sure that God did not destine us to, to just be dating Mary, Tom, Kendra, everybody all at the same time. That's, that's not the way that you're going 
to get to where you want to go. If your ultimate goal is, okay, I want to get married. I want to have a family. I want to, you know, I want to do this the right way. I want to do it over. Or whatever your goal is. You need to sit back and pay attention to the big picture. How can I obtain this goal? What do I need to do to work on myself that's going to get me to where I need to be in love and with happiness and with everything that I that I potentially, you know, have prayed for? You have to take all of these factors into consideration. But going around not accepting your part not acknowledging your pain is not going to help anyone. It's not going to help you because what's going to happen is you're going to be dating all of these people and you're never going to end up with the right person. And then all you're doing is adding layers of pain because this person made you mad here. So now you don't want to deal with a person who's ever going to do that. That's not fair because no one is perfect. Yeah, they say the 80-20 rule. You're never going to find someone 100%, but guess what? You can pray on what you want and God will send that to you. But on the flip side, if you're not willing to work on that 20% that both of y'all don't have, how are you ever going to find that person? How are you ever going to allow God to, to place that person in your life? Because you are constantly looking at it as it's them that has the problem and nothing is ever wrong with you. Everybody has something. So if your partner is expressing, I, babe, I don't like when you do this. Or you want me to acknowledge everything, but you haven't acknowledged. And you hurt me here. All I want is an apology. And you're not able to do that. You're not compromising in a relationship. You're being selfish. And of course, we know that comes from some underlying pain that was caused in a previous relationship but you have to work on that you have to get past that you can't expect someone to love you through your pain and work through it with you if you're not willing to do the work yourself both people have to be on the same page both people have to be willing to do the work and i don't suggest jumping into a relationship if you don't feel like you're ready to if you just feel like oh well i'm gonna just go ahead and date this person because you know i don't want to be alone that's not gonna work i'll use myself for an example <laughs> so my husband and ex-husband and i have been separated for almost a year. Divorce was finalized last year. I did my work through my relationship, through the pain. I worked on myself. There was a disappearing act. There was, you know, times where they didn't show up. It was just me. I had time. I had plenty of time to sit. I did my vision boards. I did my war room. I did my prayer wall. I did my crystals. I did my sage. I did all of that. And I prayed and asked God to remove that hurt from me. So the last ding didn't hurt. It was just me getting out of that situation. My pain came from the problems that I was going to have 
having the child in the situation. That's where the pain came from. So when dating again, of course, I don't want someone who is going to cheat on me. That's a sore spot. Of course. Who wants someone that's going to cheat on them though? No one. That's not fair. Especially if you have someone loyal that's not going to cheat on you. Why should you do that to the other person? And of course, I don't want someone who is going to abuse me mentally or physically, financially, sexually, any of that. I don't want any of that abuse. Those things, if I express that to someone that I'm dating, I would expect that they will respect my wishes and not put me through that same pain. And on the flip side, if you express to me, I don't want somebody who's going to go to the clubs all the time. I want someone who's going to cook. I want someone that's going to be able to support me. I want someone who's going to pray for me. Then, of course, if those are things that I am able to do, I'm going to be that for you. But I expect the same in return. It's compromise. And then if there is something that comes up, I would I would expect us to be able to have a conversation without me pointing out something to you that's bothering me and you flip out. I've had um, situationships with people that didn't go far because all they wanted to do was I'm going to slide by your house. No, that's not what I'm looking for. So you can keep it moving. You have to have that those expectations and those requirements as well. And if that person is not going to meet those, then yes, you keep it moving. But if you find someone who is going to be what you're looking for, I think it is going to be beneficial for both people to work on it. Anything worth having is going to take work, just like your job. You need your job. If you have deadlines and you have reports and you have things that you need to do, it's going to be beneficial for you to do the work. So the same work that you put in at work, you should put into every other aspect of your life. Parenting, relationships. Even paying your bills. Everything is going to take work. You cannot just drop it. You have to do work. Nothing is easy. Nothing is just going to fall in your lap. And if it's that easy, it's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. That works with dating. If it's someone who's just going to show up answer to your begging call, give it to you when they, when you want it. That's too easy. Someone is going to have to challenge you because they want you to be better. They want to show you better than what you've had. And there is going to be someone that is going to call you on your stuff. But you have to be willing to accept it because there are probably things that you didn't know about yourself or that you didn't know you were doing because it, it worked or actually it probably didn't work in your last relationship. That's probably why it didn't work. 
those things were unacceptable. So if someone is saying, you have an attitude problem, you might have an attitude problem. You might need to sit back and say, well, do I do this? Do I really get that, that upset when someone says boo to me? You might have to evaluate that. If so many people are saying the same thing, then it probably is an issue. So many people have told me forever that I have a off-putting disposition at times where I just look mean. And I acknowledge that and I accept that. Because I've been told that for years. I could just be sitting there and why you look so mad? Or, or I'll be in the store, smile. And in my mind, it's like, what do I have to smile for? That's my small-minded thinking. What do I have to smile for? And just sometimes I have so many thoughts going on through my head. It's not that I don't want to smile. It's not that I'm not happy. It's just I'm always thinking. Women think. We got thoughts for days. So I'm always thinking about how I can make this better, what I can do, how I can get this accomplished. So it might not be that I'm mad. It's just I got a lot going on in my head that I'm thinking about. It has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. It's just me. I'm doing some self-reflection, thinking about logging these numbers and I'm thinking about how I can write this book. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. And I'm thinking about these shoes I'm about to buy. I'm thinking about so many things at the same time. But I have evaluated that and figured out, I do look, I, I need to change my face a little bit. And I'm still told that to this day. But it's work. It's work. And, and I have to work on it. I have to make sure I put a bigger effort into it because now I'm in my 30s. Then I was in my teenagers. Okay, 20 years have passed and you still look mad. And I can also attribute that to my father didn't show a lot of emotions. That was his face. Could I have gotten that honestly? Probably. And I've never been the person to walk around just smiling. I could be happy. And I've narrowed it down. Growing up as a kid, I didn't want to smile because I didn't like my teeth. I didn't like smiling because I felt my lips were big. I fell at school, bust my lip, felt like it never went down all these years. Those are things that I have repressed. So it's like I'm not thinking about it. Oh, I'm mad. I'm thinking about I don't smile because... You know, I got teased called be called buck to for whatever. That's something that I have to work on. But it's not personal and it's not that I'm not happy. It's just those things are triggers. Or um, you know, I don't I don't like to yell. I really don't like to argue. I like to have a discussion. So I would want my mate to understand that I'm not gonna yell back. Because number one, I got asthma. Number two, I just don't feel that that gets us anywhere, us yelling. And then I can pull that all the way back to my dad used to yell. I hated it. I would go close myself in the bathroom crying because his voice was just that strong. It scared me. So I don't like yelling. 
And then I get into a relationship that was nothing but yelling. Then there came the abuse. And it just escalated from this. So no, I don't want to yell. So a lot of people have asked me, well, how did you do this without yelling? It's no need to yell. You say what you have to say and you just keep it moving. It's no need for some of those things. So those are just things that, you know, if you tell your partner this, let's, let's, let's try not to do the things that are going to bother our partner. Let's try to make it work without doing those things. Let's evaluate ourselves and make sure you're not doing anything that's going to hurt your partner. And if they say something that bothers them, acknowledge it, own it, think about it, evaluate it, and get back. Because at one point, you guys were happy. So as you learn people and you progress in your relationship, there are things that are going to come up. And you're not going to have happy days every day. That's not realistic. But you want to find that happy place again. But you're going to have to have conversations. And you're going to have to allow that person to speak. And you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to hear them. And you're going to have to take some action. It's just that simple and that hard. But if it's something you want, you're going to do the work. You're going to do what it takes to make each other happy. Because that's the goal. We can't depend on anybody else to make us happy, but we can share in this happiness together. If you're not happy with yourself, you can't make nobody else happy. But if we both happy and we can come together, we can do this together, that's even better. That's, that's the ultimate. Relationships don't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be that difficult. We make it difficult because we don't want to do the work. We want to just find a way out that's what social media promotes we see black china dating this person then two days later she dating this person then four weeks later she dating somebody else that's the easy way out you're never going to find true love that way something is not working fix it then you'll get what you want then you'll be mature enough to work on it Work through it and get down the aisle if that's where you want to go and live happily ever after. Who doesn't want that? But you got to do some work. It's not, it's not an easy process. You got to do some work. You got to do some self-reflection. You have to acknowledge. You have to own. You have to tell love why it hurt you and how you hurt you and let love heal you. But you got to do that work too. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you tune in next week to a new episode.